You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Hoosiers? It is Tuesday, September 7th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletic News. I am your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Hope you guys had a tremendous holiday weekend, got some time to relax even after that frustrating IU game on Saturday. If you guys are looking for reactions to that, we gave those on Monday's episode. Tried to break down what went wrong, where it went wrong, uh, still look at some notable players and performances from that game. There's still a season ahead of us. There's still a lot to be positive or optimistic about. We're going to kind of turn the page on Saturday's game today and look forward to the home opener as the Hoosiers take on Idaho. Not only is the college football season underway, but the NFL season is just right behind it. And right now, the Locked On Podcast Network is doing the ultimate season preview going on through Wednesday. Head on over to the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed where Ross Tucker and Jason LaCaforna are breaking down every team in every division for the NFL season. Uh, there, it is available on the Odyssey app, wherever you guys get your favorite podcasts. They started back in late August. They are going through, as I said, Wednesday. Plenty to dive into before the NFL season on Thursday. As I said, we are going to... Look at some comments made by the coaches today. Try to look at some silver linings from Saturday's game as we turn the page and move forward, as I said. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Idaho and what to expect from them in the final segment. As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me at Jacob Rood. Follow the show at LO underscore Hoosiers. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. I promise the sky is not falling. The season is not over, although that was a rough way to get the season started. Uh, we we talked on Monday's episode about where it went wrong, everything about that. that give, that'll give you some more instant analysis and reaction. Not going to do that here today. Going to switch it up, look at some of the positives. But first, we have some quotes from Tom Allen, Charlton Warren, defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator Nick Sheridan that... Worth sharing from Monday's press conferences. Tom Helen set the tone for, as he typically does, still has his sense of humor. Made a joke about the Indiana name being spelled right on his hat. I didn't even get to, to jump into that on Monday's episode. The Indinia, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. For those of you that did not see it, uh, one of the jerseys for IU... Indiana was not spelled right. I believe it was Indinia. There was an A misplaced or something. I'm it was left out. It was a mess. Uh, it was a terrible omen. I tweeted from our Locked On Hoosiers account before the game when it came out that that was a terrible omen. And in hindsight, should have thrown all the money on Iowa on BetOnline.ag as soon as we saw that. But Tom Allen opened with a joke about the name being spelled right on his hat. Head on over to our Twitter or Instagram to see the video I put up there. But he he was transparent. Uh, he, he used the word honest, open and honest, the phrase a lot in his uh, presser to just discuss where things went bad. 
Uh, the Hoosiers came back on Sunday, and he said they had open and honest conversations and, quote, heart-to-hearts with players, uh, Michael Penix included, and there were some questions about him on Sunday, with the topic being about where the pro- where the program is after week one, what they've got to do to get to where they want to be. So part of this LEO culture is being able to help hold everyone accountable. It's, it's, a, it's part of the process, being able to hold each other accountable, admit when there's mistakes is one thing, getting them actually corrected and improving is another. That's something they've done in the past, but we're kind of in a, at least myself, I'm kind of in a prove it mode after that because I, I thought this team was a lot different. Uh, than the other Hoosier teams, and Saturday looked like a an old IU performance. It might be a little unfair. It might be the outlier by the end of the season, but for right now, that's all we have to go on, and that was really frustrating. That was really disappointing. Uh, th- there was plenty of talk about Penix and his struggles. The Tom Allen spoke about each of his interceptions. The first one, obviously, more or less chalked up to being a tipped pass. Second one was a misread in coverage. We talked in Monday's pod. The broadcast said that the receiver ran the wrong route. As I said yesterday, nobody was ever going to put any blame on one person. A misread in coverage could simply be it was a type of option route, and Penix read it one way and the receiver read it the other. But the third one he said was something Penix was trying to throw the ball out of bounds and the 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 defender made a hell of a play. The receiver wasn't even looking. He said he didn't think he'd ever seen that before. That's a phrase IU fans love to hear because it seems to happen all the time. But Tom Allen said about Penix, his, his rustiness, his struggles, um, and how much he trusts kind of his, his body right now. He said, quote, I think it's something he's got to keep working through. There's no doubt about it. We all know the history, and you've got to work through that. That's part of the process to me. But we all know how we have to play this game, and he understands that as well. I'm still optimistic about Penix. This Saturday should be a, a more of a tune-up for the team, but it's it's not going to get easier through these first five weeks. Uh, injury report, Devin Matthews, who went out in the first half, stayed overnight at the hospital in Iowa City. He was on his way back, I believe, on Monday, uh, either Sunday or Monday. It sounds like they got optimistic news about his diagnosis, but it does not sound like he is going to be back this week. Uh, We will see for the future that IU secondary has a ton of depth, especially uh, at the safety position we saw on Saturday. So, If there's one spot the Hoosiers could absorb an injury, it was at the safety position, but we certainly wish Devin Matthews monster as he goes by well. A couple other quick hitters. Charlton Warren, uh, defensive coordinator, said he thought the defense got out-executed by Iowa, chalked up that 56-yard touchdown to the defense not getting lined up properly before the play, which meant they had no edge, and Iowa exploited that the Hoosiers had nobody out there nobody got to the edge Iowa did and that's why he went into untouched Nick Sheridan offensive coordinator took some blame for Penix not getting into a rhythm and not putting Penix in better situations 
He did note that when you fall down 14 nothing right away, uh, Penix was never able to get into a rhythm because they had to force the ball down the field. Uh, he spoke about getting Penix into better protection situations and getting him into rhythm early on Saturday. We'll see how much that is comes to fruition, but that was a really, really, really brutal game from the offensive standpoint, and he admitted as such. He said, quote, it's an understatement to say Iowa outcoached out us on our side of the ball, and we need to do better. Again, Sheridan is the one who has said multiple times in multiple press conferences, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap right now, but we're hopeful that the Hoosiers can come out and fix some of those issues. That was the gist of the press conferences. Obviously, they discussed a lot more. You guys can find them online on the IU website or the transcripts if you want to see everything. But those are the important tidbits I thought were worth sharing for today. As I said, sky's not falling. As frustrating as Saturday was, there were some silver linings. We're going to look on both sides of the ball and from a general standpoint uh, some some reasons to be optimistic about the Hoosiers going into week two. Before heading that direction, though, let me tell you about a product that I myself have used and vouched for. Uh, it's called Sweatblock. It is an antiperspirant wipe. Now, this is going to sound too good to be true. I promise, like I said, it's something I've I've used. There's, there's nothing more embarrassing than being out and about, you know, you're with your buddies, you're with a date, you raise your arm up and you have those sweat rings under your arms. It's embarrassing. This product is an antiperspirant wipe, as I said, where you simply apply it right before you head to bed, let it dry out, wake up the next morning, shower, you're good for seven days. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. I thought it was too good to be true. I tried it out, especially right now in August, September with the humidity the way it is in Indiana. It certainly got tested and it never failed. It is It has been tested by firefighters. It was on the Rachel Ray show. If you can find something better that's doctor created and doctor recommended, send it my way because this has passed all the tests. It's been a bestseller on Amazon for 10 years, manufactured in the USA. So if you guys want to try it out, head on over to sweatblock.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off. It's worth it. Give it a shot. I promise you guys will buy a second round. They come in a box, I believe, of 10 wipes. They'll last for a while. As I said, seven days you're going to be set for a while. So sweatblock.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's really impossible to head to your local auto, auto parts store and get what you need. It's it's really pointless, too, because you, you'll head over there, and then the person behind the counter will tell you they don't have it, they need to order it, and then you're paying who knows how much more as they mark up the price just to order it online. You guys can skip that middleman and just head on over to rockauto.com, whether on your computer or in your pocket, and find the part you need yourself. Saves you time and money using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. 
They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you guys over. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com If we're looking for some silver linings for Saturday's game, we're going to start on the offensive side. And as optimistic as I'm trying to be, there weren't a ton of silver linings. I thought Stephen Carr played well. We listed some notable performances in Monday's podcast. I almost listed him. Nick Sheridan said on Monday in his press conference that he thought Carr ran hard. He was elusive at times while also acknowledging they didn't really give him a lot to work with. I I thought many of the same things for a guy who was having to dodge so much in the backfield because of that offensive line. I thought he played well against an opponent that is inferior to Iowa, even if they are to be respected. Be interesting to see if the offensive line can improve and Stephen Carr can have a bigger game. I also thought Peyton Hendershot and Ty Freifogel both were positives on the night, I guess on the day. Uh, Freifogel we talked about on Monday. Hendershot, there were times last year, really for much of the year, where he struggled. He seemed to be a decent safety valve on the day. Had three catches, tied for second most on the team, 26 yards. A couple nice catches, a couple acrobatic catches. Uh, He showed why he was such a strong talent two years ago. So hopefully he is able to continue and bounce back. Those two accounted for over 100, 110 of Penix's 156 yards. So thought both of those guys played well. Honestly, that's about all I have for the offense. They looked really rough. There were times where it seemed like Iowa had the playbook better down better than the Hoosiers. There's a lot to improve on that side of the field. Defensively, honestly, there were hardly any negatives long-term to take away from that. Obviously, that first play was a bummer, but after that, I thought the defense played really well. Specifically, the defensive line, Ryder Anderson, Weston Kramer. I just wanted to note those two again. Talked about them on Monday, but those two were were two of the transfers coming in to the defensive line. And I thought both of them played well. Ryder Anderson was the defensive MVP of fall camp. And Tom Allen talked about him on Monday, said that they weren't surprised by his performance on Saturday, even if a lot of us fans were who don't get to see those practices. Secondary, in general, was impressed with. Again, outside of that one explosive play, which... Seemed to go down on the entire offense. I noted on Monday a lot of focus went onto Reese Taylor because he was the one who dove in late. Sounds like the entire play was screwed up from the beginning, so that was a collective failure. But outside of that, the secondary played really well. There was no explosive passing plays. The receivers were kept in check. Uh, Sam Laporta was the one who did all the damage for the Ho- or for the Hawkeyes. And outside of that, there weren't any, no one had more than 21 yards receiving. So 
Secondary did their job, I thought, on Saturday, particularly Raheem Lane. They also showed their depth after Matthew's injury. And just overall, I thought there were no explosive plays after that touchdown, which uh, Coach Warren called a catastrophic play. Obviously, you want to avoid those. But outside of that, or after that, I should say, they really didn't have any explosive. They were just put in a couple of tough situations by the offense. Uh, You look at the two touchdowns that were pick sixes. The third interception Penix throw was put, put Iowa basically directly in field goal range. That's half of Iowa's points that the defense really could do very little about. So if you're going into Iowa and the defense is holding Iowa to 17 points, you will take that every day of the week. I mean, just looking at the team stats, Iowa only had, as we said, 303 yards, 56 of those on one play. So after that, IU settled down and I thought really kept the team in the game, especially after that hot start that could have snowballed really quickly. And it did not because the Hoosier defense made some big plays, um, both on the against the run and the, against the pass. Special teams, uh, shout out to Charles Campbell for his two field goals. He is responsible for 100% of the scoring. And I also did want to note that Tom Allen talked about James Evans, who really struggled punting the ball, but said that he got better as the day went on. We will see. Hopefully that was a one-game thing and the the atmosphere got to him a bit but he is ready to build and go forward after that if you're looking just at general silver linings honestly season openers under tom allen have always been rough last year that penn state game for the better part of three and a half quarters iu struggled maybe three quarters iu really struggled they were decent early on and then they were really good when they absolutely had to be really good down the stretch. Outside of that, I thought that they struggled particularly offensively throughout a lot of that game, but you really, against Ball State in 2019, that was a closer game than it should have been. Against FIU in 2018, same thing. That was a a game that, if you look at the score, I think it ended up being a 10-point game. Certainly felt a lot closer. And then 2017 against Ohio State, that game was close at the beginning or after one half, and then that tied the uh, worst opening season defeat with Saturday's game. So certainly, for whatever reason, the Hoosiers don't start well under Tom Allen, and in each of those seasons, they have bounced back, uh, particularly the last two. They've bounced back and gotten to big bowl games The last point I want to make, I don't want to dwell on this too long because a loss is a loss. I still think that Iowa team is really good. Uh, Admittedly, I didn't have them pegged to be that good coming in. The, The level that they executed at was impressive. It was exceeding at all the things that make Iowa, Iowa. Great line play, being an efficient team, limiting the mistakes, uh, Petrus didn't really have any bad throws working with the tight end. So they just out executed IU. I think that's a really good team judging by how Wisconsin looked in their opener against Penn state. I caught bits and pieces of that. Iowa might be the best team in that division. So we'll see how good that, or how I should say how bad that loss looks as the season goes on. But I think that was a really good Iowa team that the Hoosiers 
went up against on Saturday. We're going to completely turn the page now. No more Iowa talk. We're going to look at Idaho, do a little bit of a preview of what to expect heading into Saturday's home opener. Speaking of, if you guys are looking to get into the betting action, all eyes are turning on to the gridiron right now with college football and the NFL starting. BetOnline.ag has you guys covered. We talked about them last week. They had Iowa favored. If you guys stuck with that and believe them, you you made some money on Saturday. Uh, the the over under did not hit. I suggested taking the over. Uh, the Hoosiers did not agree with betting. I guess I'm not sure because they just no showed, and that is the reason it didn't hit. No lineup yet for Saturday's game. There may not be with Idaho being an FCS school. Still plenty of stuff for you guys to bet on. Whether it's online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest. The world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest. Both are open now at BetOnline. Head on over there. Use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. You can also be sure to use or take advantage, I should say, of their super promo uh, for opening day of the NFL season. Where if you guys make a bet on Thursday's game between the Bucks and Cowboys and lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only. If you use the promo code NFL100 when signing up, BetOnline's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, boxing, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. So the good news for IU, if you want to continue our last segment in Silver Linings, They have an FCS school coming up, and this is a more traditional season opener for every team and every conference that isn't the Big Ten. But the Idaho Vandals, terrific um, mascot name, are an FCS school. They moved down after the 2017 season. They became the first program to voluntarily move down. Uh, They left the Sunbelt Conference and joined the Big Sky Conference which is where they play today. They open their season against Division II Simon Frazier on Saturday and won convincingly 68 to nothing, uh, two-point conversion away from a really nice win there. And they offensively just lit it up. 593 yards, 333, or excuse me, 16 of those coming on the ground, 277 through the air. Uh, one of the interesting things about this Idaho team is that in the Big Sky last season, the why well, say last season is the right word because they played it in the spring. They had their 2020 season opener in February 27th of 2021. Their season started in February, ran through April. They only played six games, so it's really I don't know. I find that really interesting. They played six games, had about four months off, and then come back to do it all over again with an actual season uh, this fall. So it was only conference games they played in the Big Sky. The Vandals went two and four in those games. They won their opener by seven points, won their game against Southern Utah by a point, lost the remainder. I don't know what impact that has on this season. I just find it really interesting. We are going to, tomorrow, have 
the voice of the Vandals for Learfield Sports come on and talk to us. Obviously, we don't have a Locked on Vandals podcast. Chris King is the voice, the play-by-play voice for Idaho, has been for a few seasons now. I talked to him, get, got him to come on, because honestly, there may not be anyone better outside of the coaching staff who knows this Idaho team. He will be able to tell us a lot more about these Vandals and what to expect from them. I can only tell you so much from these box scores, from the previews, uh, the things like that that I have read. I know that quarterback was a position that they weren't certain about, and I see two guys played on Saturday, so I don't know if that's a dual attack or if that is they were up 68 to nothing, so they got to play two quarterbacks attack. I know that Hayden Hatton is one of their top returning players. He had two catches for 106 yards and a touchdown, and I know one of their other ones was linebacker Trey Walker, who was second on the team in tackles with two. Had two tackles for a loss. Uh, the the Idaho defense was just as good as their offense. They only allowed 90 yards on 60 plays, 1.5 yards per play. Again, all this came against a Division II school. We will certainly figure out how good Idaho looked and what to expect from them on Wednesday's podcast. Be sure you guys tune into that one. That will give you all you need to know about Idaho before the home opener on Saturday But that will wrap up today's episode. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys had a great weekend. And it's a short week now, so we will get you all you need to know through this short week as we head into the first game with fans in Bloomington and way too long on Saturday. As I mentioned, we will have a preview show tomorrow, and then we will get you all the information you need through the end of the week for saturday's game if you haven't already follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers subscribe to the podcast leave a rating and review if you guys can it is a huge help i appreciate all the support we had our biggest week ever heading into last week's game and it is something i hope that we can continue into the rest of the season i hope we didn't lose too much of the buzz for this team so Appreciate you guys uh, helping us out and giving us all the support. While you're over there subscribing, uh, betting on the Hoosiers doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling, you'll get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag and wherever you guys get podcasts. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll get you through this week. I hope the Hoosiers didn't leave you too down. And we are looking forward to a big home opener. So have a great one, everyone, and L-E-O.